0: Hello, everybody. I'm Barry Feeker, Executive Director of the Topeka Rescue Mission, and you're watching In Darkness, a Light Still Shines. Recently, we just had an announcement about the Topeka Rescue Mission and its future and its funding, and I've invited Brad Sloan to join us today to talk about his perspective on the homeless and what they're doing here in Topeka through the Vallejo and how we're networking together. Welcome, Brad. Thank you, Brad. Brad, you are working with Vallejo Recovery Center, and you network with us, and Mm -hmm. you specifically work with uh, folks that are suffering from substance abuse, uh, drugs or alcohol, and and just a great partnership. Without going into all of that, Brad, you've been working with the homeless with us for a long time, and and since uh, the issue of homelessness and the Topeka Rescue Mission and the future has come up, what what is it that's on your heart right now in regards to the importance of the Topeka Rescue Mission not
1: only being here but what do people need to know about people who struggle with homelessness? Well, I think that um, you know it, homelessness across the country is increasing on a, it is. a exponentially mm-hmm. uh, in the last few years, um, which is very concerning for me. It it um, I think that we uh, a lot of times we as a as a Culture as a country, we fail to, under, to address the underlying issues that are causing uh, people to be homeless. Mm-hmm. One of the things that, um, that I talked a little bit about with you uh, a little earlier was the point-in-time count. You're familiar with that. Point-in-time count is something that we do every year. It's mm-hmm. done across the country. It's a snapshot of, uh, of what's happening in, in the homeless world on a particular day. But I read an article uh, that was uh, talking about what was happening in Orange Cali- uh, County, California, right. which is Los Angeles, right. three point
0: five million people. by Yes, way. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's a really large urban area. But, mm-hmm. but one of the things that they uh, that they talked about in this article was that they had seen a twelve percent increase this year over last year in the number of people that were living uh, outdoor homeless. Right. Now, we've experienced that same increase here. We don't see the the numbers the the same way because we're a smaller community, Um, but we've seen that same kind of increase. But what was more disconcerting for me about that particular article was that 25% of this increase in the number of people that are homeless uh, during a point-in-time count were homeless for the first time ever. What does that say? there is a problem. Now, these aren't people that suddenly find themselves mentally ill or suddenly find themselves addicted or whatever else you might associate with being homeless. These are people that are working and suddenly find themselves without a place to stay. They have, which tells me that the largest majority of people in this country are living from paycheck to paycheck Mm -hmm. and all it takes Mm -hmm. is one catastrophe one you know thing going wrong and these individuals will suddenly find themselves homeless so you find yourself homeless you've lost everything Uh, some
0: people say just get a job is that is that the solution here just get a job
1: it it as much as I would like for it to be that easy I, I I wish it was but it's not why not once you enter into homelessness, it is a difficult cycle to um, to to get out of because your priority, what I call your priority hierarchy, kind of flip flops. Um, you know, you go into survival mode. Yes, absolutely, mode absolutely. Because when maybe you, th- you don't know where your
0: next meal is coming from. Uh, you haven't had a shower in a few days. Right. Uh, you do not, especially if you have kids with you. Yeah. Um, you're just looking for that next moment of safety.
1: Yes. Yes. If you're living in a tent. Um, you know, going if you're out, lucky enough to have one. If you're lucky enough to have one, uh, you, you know, going out and finding a job on a, a given day is not your number one priority. What does become your number one priority is, you know, if, if there's rain coming in. We've experienced a lot of rain this year sure in this part of the world. Um, you know, so is my stuff going to stay dry? That's my number one priority. Secondly, might be. I'm worried about the neighbor that I have, that's maybe 50 or 100 feet down, who's got a tent, who's extremely mentally ill, right, and addicted. Am I safe? Am I safe? And if I leave to go get a job, is my stuff safe? Right. Exactly. You know. Right. Um, you know, where am I going to eat that day? Mm-hmm. What clothes am I going to wear to to go get a job? Because everything that I have is dirty.
0: And so so just the practical uh, ex- things that you, you've mentioned there make it very much a barrier just to go get a job. Now, getting a job is important, but you have to get back on your feet, so to speak. You have to have a place that you can clean up, that you can get things in order, that you feel safe. Yes. That's one of the things that the rescue mission is able to do is have that opportunity for people to come in out of a situation, if they choose to, mm-hmm. to be able to have this refuge to be able to come together, to be able to get their life together, to be able then to get in a program and get
1: out and get a job. Absolutely, and sometimes, many times, that's where we come into play. That's you know, there's there's initial issues that we need to deal with, right. whether it's mental illness or addiction or whatever it happens to be. And once we deal with those issues, that's then then we can um, sort of uh, do a, what we call a warm handoff. Right. Um, you know, a loving, warm handoff mm-hmm. of this individual. Um, to the Topeka Rescue Mission. And the Topeka Rescue Mission then has a lot of great programs that are in place specifically to help an individual end their homelessness. But it's a process. It's not something that you can just go out and do. And a lot of Americans, mm-hmm. they don't understand that mindset because it's not part of their experience.
0: Right. Um, right. Well, you know, uh, uh, research has shown that after about 72 hours of going from what stability, like you had mm-hmm. a place to be, and uh, to homelessness, that it changes your whole mindset mm-hmm. in regards. I, I did a little experiment, and it's it's in a, in Darkness, the Light Still Shines mm-hmm. book. Back in 1987, I hit the streets of Chicago for three days, and uh, I still had a driver's license and a Mastercard stuck in my clock, uh, down in my socks as I was on the streets. But within three days. I was in survival mode, Mm -hmm. even knowing I could bail out, just thinking about what people couldn't do if they had no driver's license, no identity, no MasterCard to bail themselves out. But I got into survival mode being on the streets for just three days. I needed to know what that was like. I went back to O'Hare Airport to get back to Topeka, and, uh, and I'm looking around. I don't feel like I belong. Mm-hmm. with these people. And that was just a experiment, let alone if I'd really been in that situation. So people go from planning and life is working in this direction to going down this spiral to hopelessness and desperation. And so working with Vallejo, working with other agencies in the community and having this refuge that I've really learned more and more is what a rescue mission is. It's a place that people can feel secure, that they can regroup in life and have an opportunity to go and forward.
1: understand that they matter.
0: You know, that's you know, because that's line. one of the
1: things, that's one of the first things that goes away. That's right. When an individual finds, I'm getting, when an individual finds himself right. in that situation yeah. is that they no longer matter. Yeah. The bottom line question that we all ask, do I matter? Yeah. Do I matter? Yeah. And when they are able to access these services, they begin to rediscover that, yes, they do matter. And at one point in their life, they knew that they mattered. But things changed, and so they find themselves living in a tent that's full of bed bugs and whatever else, um, having to protect their things from the mentally ill guy that's that's just down the path, um, you know, or worry about keeping things dry, as I've already mentioned, or you know, any myriad other things. Those things become more important than the person right right
0: you know, Brad, you talked about uh, Orange County, California. Mm-hmm. That's what's called the West Coast crisis now. Yeah. California, Oregon, Washington—it's mm-hmm. an bl- explosion of homelessness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We have it here too. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, actually, the percentages of increase of homelessness are greater here per capita than they per are capita. In, they in are in California the, right Yes, now. I would agree. Uh, with homeless that. camps have exploded here. Mm-hmm. Rescue mission has been full, predominantly for the last decade. We've been mm-hmm. moving things around those programs. But back to this: Do I matter? I believe Topeka matters. I believe mm-hmm. that they, the citizens of this community, even though there'll be people that don't quite understand what homelessness is or poverty or survival, whatever, they really, when they stop and think about it, they know that other people matter. And that's what we've seen in my time here for 33 years. Uh, the rescue missions have been around for 66 years, never taken a dime of government funds, don't plan to, because we believe that the people that, 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 that are in this community know that other people matter. Yeah. And and so, yes, we're in a rough time right now with the rescue mission, and financially, if things have fallen off, whatever. But we are seeing that people do believe that people in our community who are probably at the worst point in their life do matter. Yeah. And so, Brad, I want to just thank you uh, for being here today just to kind of give that perspective that people really do matter. It's been a great partnership and we continue to work with you, uh, whether we reach out into the streets or whatever, to help people understand that they matter. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for uh, watching or listening to uh, the podcast In Darkness, The Light Still Shines. You can actually uh, see our podcast uh, information out here of a weekly broadcast it comes out every Thursday. Go to YouTube in darkness a light still shines because that's what we believe. There is darkness but a light still shines. Or you can go to Google or Apple Podcasts and listen to this as well. Um, People do matter. You matter. Uh, God knows you matter. This community is coming together again to say to that person, that that forgotten dad or that uh, scared mom or that little child who for this time in their life are questioning, as Brad said, do I matter, that they do matter. Thank you for helping them to understand that. Thank you for supporting. Uh, In just a moment you will be able to see ways that you can help the Topeka Rescue Mission uh, address these financial challenges that it has today and to help, more important than that, to understand that people matter. Thank you for being with us. God bless you.
2: If you would like to support Topeka Rescue Mission Ministries, Text TRM give to seven seven nine seven seven and start giving today. Dear Lord, you know every detail of our life. You know the trials and discouragement we face as we travel through life. Help us to find true hope. May all our hopelessness flee as our hearts and minds receive your perfect love and grace. Thank you for your assurance that we matter. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thanks for joining us. Our goal is to inspire, inform, and equip you to engage in the community around you. Join us next week for another episode of In Darkness, A Light Still Shines.